Victory is mine today. Vic, that's first person. Victory is yours today. Say that with me. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. I told Satan to get thee behind me. Victory today is mine. We have the victory through the power of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Revelation chapter 21, verse 6 and 7 is our scripture of textual context this morning. It says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, her God, and he and she shall be my sons and daughters. I'm grateful this morning, praise God, that God has given us everything we need to be overcomers. Let us pray. Lord, it is with overflowing hearts of gratitude and praise unto you today, this morning. To lift our voices and lift our hearts as we lay ourselves before you and you alone. As we come, we come with hearts filled with assurance that you are very much alive this day, this morning. And that you receive our worship as a sweet-smelling savor into the nostrils of God Almighty. Enlighten us, encourage us, empower us, engage us as we are drawn closer to you and closer to your pleading side. May we not be the same when we leave here. Now on this wonderful Easter Sunday morning, may we feel Jesus in this place. But we thank you for your anointing so rich and powerful and present. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen and Amen. Many years ago, the Lord dropped this passage of Scripture into my heart. And He shared with me in my beginning walk with the Lord. He said, if you will give your heart and life to me, if you will strive to be an overcomer, if you will do your part, I promise you that I will bless you. I will bless you and your family. And I can tell you this morning that I stand here before you to say that God is a God of His Word. God is a God of His Word. Whenever I was called into the ministry, I didn't really want to go into the ministry. Because I had seen firsthand that it was very laborious and very difficult and didn't pay very well. It's paid a whole lot better in the last few years as it did back when my folks was in the ministry. I had other plans, I wanted to do other things, and I was on my, on my way. But here's what God shared with me. He said, Alvin, he said, listen, if you will follow me, and if you will overcome the obstacles and the temptations, and oh, have we had our troubles? Yes. There's nobody here that's perfect. In fact, this is pretty much a perfect church until I show up. If you will do your part, if you will overcome, and if, you will, if you'll just do what I've asked you to do and be faithful on your watch, I will promise to take care of you. And I can tell you without reservation, God took care of my mom and dad. 
God took care of my grandparents. God is taking care of Sister Susan and I. And God is taking care of our family. And listen, we are no exception. You are the very same. If you will follow God, if you will bless Him and do your part. I prayed this day. I prayed last, last night. And I said, Lord, before I went to sleep, I said, good night, Jesus. And I said, thank you, Lord, for helping me be an overcomer this week. Thank you, Lord, that I didn't blow a head gasket. Enough said. Thank you, Lord, amen, that I could break the bread of life today, knowing that all my sins have gone on to heaven, that nothing shall follow me, amen, as of this day. I want you to know this morning, church, get ready, get ready, get ready. There is nothing in this world that will keep you from being an overcomer and having all of the blessings. Turn to somebody and say, victory is mine. Victory is defined very simply as triumph. Triumph over something. Have you had to triumph over something? Have you this week had to triumph over something? Has something kind of got your goat a little bit or, or kind of got you, amen, and, and, and made you little feel a little uneasy or, or made you maybe want to spew something out or maybe take revenge or, or say something that you didn't really want to say? Oh, I will tell you that triumph is simply try with a little ump behind it. Welcome, Tiffany. Just now saw you, girl. Welcome this morning. Put a little try behind it, a little ump behind it, amen. Listen, God has given us everything that we have need of to be that overcomer. And it's in the scriptures this morning. John chapter 1, 12 says, To as many as receive him, to them gave he, what? He gave us power, amen. Say that with me. Power, amen, to become the sons and daughters of God oh, if we believe on his name. I got news for you this morning, church, that it is divine providence that you're here. It's divine providence that God has laid his hand on you. It's divine providence that somewhere you gave your heart and life to the Lord. It's divine providence, amen, that you came to know Jesus. It's divine providence with him directing your life and moving you in the direction that you find yourself in this morning. And I will tell you this, be very careful, be very cautious, amen, to not deviate from the way that God wants you to go because the blessings of God that he gives today he can lift it tomorrow so number one is it's divine providence to be an overcomer not anything with luck 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 God's providence is what we have need of in every aspect of our life the old farmer, he had an old wore-out horse. The old wore-out horse all of a sudden ran away. He took off. He left. The old farmer's neighbors came to the old farmer and they were all dejected and sad for him. And, and they said, you know, that's just terrible. And the old farmer said, bad luck, good luck, only God knows. A few weeks later, he heard a commotion out in the corral, and the old horse had brought back a whole herd of wild horses. When the neighbors found it, they said, oh, that's such good luck. He said, bad luck, good luck, only God knows. Come on, church. One day, the farmer's son was on one of them wild horses trying to 
<clears throat> trying to tame it, and it bucked him off and broke his leg. And the neighbors, they said to the farmer, Paul, that's bad luck. He said, bad luck, good luck, only God knows. Just a few weeks later, the army recruiter came through the neighborhood because they needed more young men, able-bodied men to sign up and go to war. And when they looked at him with his broken leg, they said, we can't use you today. Bad luck, good luck, only God knows. There was a poster on the telephone post that looking for a lost dog. He's got mange, three legs, one eye, his cross goes this way, he's got a big old bite out of his ear, but if you find him, he goes by the name of Lucky. <laughs> Luck has nothing to do with it. People are so, I just want to, you know, you can't fix stupid sometimes. Some people are so mentally challenged, amen, that they play the lottery, man, amen, with birthday numbers and anniversary numbers and age of the dog when the dog died and very scientific deduction reasoning, right? I want you to know, you know something that there is nothing that has to do with luck. Amen. God zeroes in on you and said, you're my child. I'm going to use you. I'm going to save you. I'm going to pull you out of the miry clay and set your feet on a solid rock to stay. And luck has nothing to do with it. Amen. He gives you the opportunity, but you have to respond. You have to respond to the call of God on your life. I'm not talking about the call of God to become a pastor or a minister or an evangelist or, or a missionary. I'm talking about the call of God just for you to be a Christian. Christ-like. God always does his part. Number two, our victory is found in our victor. Amen. I will tell you that Jesus is my hero. Jesus is my hero. Is Jesus your hero this morning? Amen. I see those signs that says heroes work here. Oh, praise God. I love that because many people are heroes in this pandemic. But I want you to know something that Jesus is my hero. Jesus is your hero. But not only is he my hero, I can look up to him. I can look up to him. I can follow his example. I can try my best to be Christ-like in everything that I do. But I want you to know something that he's not only my hero, but he's my best friend. You say, well, you're pretty sure of yourself this morning, aren't you, Pastor? They say that if you toot your own horn, at least it's sanitary. <laughs> I'm going to brag on Jesus, amen. I'm going to brag on the Lord this morning. Great things he has done. If I had time, I'd sing you the song, To God Be the Glory. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. All three of us knew it. So loved us that he gave us his son who yielded his life and atonement for sin and opened the life gate that all may come in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh. Church, 
There's no reason for us to walk into the house of God looking like we've been sucking on gherkin pickles. There's no reason for us to come to the house of the Lord dejected and down in the mully grubs, needing a stepladder to get us up. Amen. I know that it's difficult sometimes to corral all of the little kiddos and get their hair done and get the bows in and get their shoes on and get their socks on. And about the time you do that, then they go, I got to go potty, mama. It's difficult, amen. It's like herding cats, amen. Oh, but praise God, whenever you get to the house of the Lord and you pass them off to Pastor Rebecca and Sister Amy, praise God, there's no reason why that you don't have a little shout in your voice and a little bit of high step. Woo, I'm glad that Sister Blackard and I have been there, done that, and I don't know that we want to do it again. Nothing against you guys this morning, amen, and your family, but it's always good to see them, but it's always good to give them back to you. <laughs> There's no reason, amen, for us to be in the mully grubs. There's no reason, amen, that when you're out in the marketplace that you don't shine, amen, like a city on the hillside. For if you will lift up Jesus, he says he will draw people unto you. Oh, praise God. Oh, I love that old song that Revival Time used to sing. Some of you don't even know what Revival Time was, but it was Central Bible Institute's choir. Central Bible College's choir, amen. We, 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 they didn't have that Revival Time. We'd bring in the, the new groups, amen, and they would fill up the platform and they would just sing praises unto God. But I still like that old song that Brother C.M. Ward, he would close every broadcast. And that was cutting edge at the time. It was cutting edge. In fact, when I was going to Central Bible Class, I took television uh, uh, a series with Sister Norma Champion, amen. And it was so new that we didn't even have any equipment. And they would sing that song. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. Praise God. Now for the rest of the story, like Paul Harvey would say. You have enough umph in you. You have enough triumph in you. You have enough of Jesus in you. That you ought to be able to go out into the marketplace and into the workforce and into this old community and this world. You need to throw your shoulders back and you need to say, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Satan, you get behind me. You have no authority over me. You have no right over me. You have no right. Oh, only right the devil has is whatever you give him. You can never, ever lose unless you quit. You need to say, devil, you get thee behind me. We had a young man, his wife came several years ago needing some help. And I got one of the young preachers in the church and we loaded him and his wife up and we took him to get him a little help. And I said to the man, I said, you know, we're going to give you a little help here. But wouldn't it be a good day for you and your wife to give your heart and life to Jesus? And I'll never forget what that man said to me. It was a night stay in a hotel, cheap hotel. And I think two, two cheeseburgers, I believe. 
I'll never forget what that man said to me. He said, preacher, he said, if it means us having a place to sleep tonight, I'll be glad to. But please don't make me lie to God. Please don't make me lie to God. Now, if you're going to make me get right with God to get a night's sleep, then I'll do it. But don't make me lie to God. Don't let me tell a lie. I got a letter from a missionary, a good missionary. They're still members of this church. I won't tell you who they are, but their initials is David and Brenda Pantleo. <laughs> ministry of the Bikers of Ministry to farm, uh, Farmers and Equipment. And they were giving out uh, farmer's Bibles. It's a Bible, got a little tractor on it. And they said in their newsletter that they gave the tract to an older gentleman who, who was sitting there talking. They started talking to him and they said, here, we'd like to give you something. He looked at it. He looked at it. And he handed it back and he said, no, thank you. I don't want nothing to do with your God. I don't want nothing to do with this little Bible. And he handed it back to him. If you were in the mission field and you had one Bible left, and you're standing on the back of a tailgate of a pickup and the throngs have been giving out Bibles and there stands before you a 12-year-old boy and an 87-year-old man, who do you give it to? Some countries can't even get a Bible today. They have to go on the internet to get, to get the Word of God. I remember the missionary that came, and, and, and he, it, was my, it was my uncle, and he brought a whole stack of Bibles, and we, and we stacked them up here. And then he, at the, as he preached, he pulled out a little disc. And he said, this little disc is equivalent to these Bibles in the hands of people that do not have the Word of God. You can click on the Word of God in, in, on the Internet today. And, and praise God, they're still letting us go into the Internet and read the Word of God. You can read it in every language. You can read it in every version. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. The Word of God will set us free. And He is to be exalted. Put on the sign this week. I think I put on there, all of our hope is in you, Jesus. And then for the musicians to sing it this morning, and then they do an incredible job. We have a place of beginnings where new hope comes into our lives. When a new reason to live comes into our lives. When new life itself begins to grow inside of us. And we're placed on our spiritual being a new robe. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful of my life. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful. Of my life. I want you to know these folks that were standing here this morning, that took a lot of courage. But he's making something beautiful of our lives. Or as the little kids would say, he's still working on me. Don't you judge me. I'm an unfinished product. 
but he's working on me. Praise God. Some of us he needs to work on a little bit more than others. Some of us he needs to get a sledgehammer instead of a regular hammer. Sometimes he needs to get a big grinder instead of just a little piece of sandpaper. He's still working on me. He's still working on you. But oh, praise God. Whenever we're all done, we shall be trophies of God's grace, according to Sister Anne's little, that's her saying. When he gets through with us, amen, and he presents us to the Father in the realm of glory, amen, he says, this is my son, this is my daughter, and we say, have a father even down here. I want you to know, number three is this, you have an inheritance. You have an inheritance. You have right to the tree of life. Somebody said, Pastor, what's heaven going to be like? What is heaven going to be like? And I said, you know, I don't really, I can't answer that question. So we have a little glimpse of it in the book of Revelation. But I can tell you this. Because Jesus is there, that's good enough for me. Because the one who died for me, took me out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock to stay. Gives me the power and unction every day to do my best for Him, to work for Him, to love Him, to serve Him. That's good enough for me. There's a man who had a very wealthy estate. It was worth millions. He had all kinds of antique cars and trucks. Some were in their original condition. Some were not only in their original condition, but they had been customized. Everything brand new. It was a major, major collection of collectibles. His wife who had gone on and died, she had amassed a literal fortune in furniture. They had paintings that were worth millions of dollars. I've never understood that. I'd sell them if they were worth 10000 Don't look at me like that. You'd sell them if they were worth 10 bucks. So would I. This man had amassed an incredible amount of worldly stuff. Turn to somebody and say stuff. Does stuff have you or do you have stuff? Come on. I'll never forget that young preacher, amen. He preached a powerful message one time and he said, Lord, we're ready for your stuff. He had left in his will that he wanted it to be auctioned off. Now imagine that. He had no one to leave it to. The one that he had planned on giving everything to was a young son who had died before his mom and dad died. And so the day of the auction came. And the auctioneer rose to the clamor 
of the excitement of people that were thinking, oh boy, I'm going to get something really worth the money that's going to be worth a lot of money. Everything was set up just like an auction is to be set up. Everything was in order. There was a catalog of everything that was there. Everything was just like it was a regular auction. And the auctioneer said, first item up for bid is a portrait. Who will give me $1,000? They just looked at him. Who will give me $500? They just looked at him. Who will give me $250? Nobody raised their hand. Who will give me $100? Everybody in the auction thought that he would lay it aside, move on to the good stuff. And in the back of the crowd, there was an older gentleman that raised his hand and said, Auctioneer, I'll give $100. The auctioneer said, come and pay for it, which was unusual. They usually have to wait till the end. He said, come and pay for it. He came and he pulled out an old crinkled up $100 bill. And he gave it to the auctioneer. You've heard this, I'm sure. You know where we're going with it. And the auctioneer looked at the crowd and he said, this auction is completed. Because the wishes of the one who owned all this, this portrait is a portrait of his son. And whoever thought enough to buy this portrait gets everything. And the old gentleman, when they asked him about it, he said, yes, I knew the boy. I worked for this man and his family. I was a laborer. I tilled the ground. I drove the tractors. Had no idea that this was happening. Well, let me tell you what. Whenever you die and you go to heaven, you will not have a U-Haul trailer behind you in your hearse. The gypsies, they put a lot of stuff in the, in the casket, according to my brother-in-law. He said, I've never seen so much stuff goes into a, into a gypsy's uh, funeral. He said, they put watches and gold and silver and everything. And I said, well, Dennis, I said, you know what? If I was involved with that, I'd just say, okay, guys, I'm going to write a check and take it all. You might not get anything out of this message this morning, but you're not going to forget that. He said, I knew the young man and the, and the mom and dad. They loved this boy. They loved him dearly. It broke their heart whenever he, it broke their heart whenever he died prematurely. It broke their heart. And for whoever would take and buy this portrait, they get it all. Lock, stock, and barrel. They get everything that we have in our estate. Oh, this morning, church, if you accept Jesus Christ, what he did on Calvary's tree. If you accept the Lord for giving to us his beloved son. We talked about it last Sunday in Palm Sunday. We wave the palm branches. We talked about everything that happened at the cross. If you will but accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. And you will serve him with the best of your ability. And whenever you fall and come a little short, run to an altar. It don't have to be an altar in the church. It can be beside your car, beside your bed, under a tree. Just going down the road. Get right with God. Amen. And guess what? He will open the windows of heaven and give you all there is 
in heaven. He that overcometh. I'll give it to y'all. You say, well, what is there to give? How about no more pain? How about no more sorrow? How about no more crying? How about no more death? But instead, you'll be able to go from this planet on a Saturday afternoon to fly over to this next planet and have watermelon, amen. Chris is looking at me like that. That is not biblical. And you're right. It's not <laughs> biblical. Amen. Keep me straight. Amen. I don't know for sure what all we're going to be doing. But I will know this. Amen. Whenever we take our final breath, like Mike Church took his final breath, and Trevor Harlow took his final breath, I will tell you this, that it's going to be something. Whenever you take your final breath, amen, and you begin to suck in air that you've never sucked in before, you begin to take in celestial air inside of you and your understanding is opened because you're going to be known as you are. Amen. And you're going to say, just get me to Jesus. Take me to Jesus. And they're going to escort you over to the tree of life. And they're going to say, help yourself. I'm going to give you some water flows from the throne. And he's not going to give you a little old shack. I'm not looking for a little condo somewhere. I'm looking for a big, 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 big yard that we can play football in. Because when I get to heaven, amen, my body's going to be rejuvenated, amen. I'll be in the spirit, amen. I'll be able to catch those. I'll be able to throw just like my homes. <laughs> Homie boy. But I got news for you. There will be no football games in heaven because there's no losers there. Nobody loses. Everybody wins. Amen. Oh, praise God. Amen. Somebody tell me what time it is. Quit that. Don't you say time to quit. What is it? Oh, we're doing great. Put batteries in your watch lately? I told Pastor Rebecca that I was going to do my best to kind of hold it together. feels good here this morning, church. It's been a long time since we've had communion. And I shared with the board, Sister Karen and I, we, we spent some time talking about this. And I want you to know that uh, on April the 9th, our city council will be meeting to make a decision on what about the mask mandate of Springfield. I share with you that March 24th, there had been no COVID deaths in our county. I haven't looked to see if there's been any deaths since then, but I want us to pray that God will begin to let us open back up. It's totally a personal responsibility. From the very first day that we had able to go back to 25% and then to 50%, we made a decision at Northside Assembly of God that we would allow personal responsibility to be the choice, which means that if you feel more comfortable wearing a mask during church, by all means, please wear a mask. We even provided masks. I remember the Sunday before we got shut down that pastor gave out masks. 
And I don't have time to tell you how I got those, but it was a miracle. Because the, last, the first two weeks, of being, you couldn't hardly find a, a, a mask. But I got mine from the auto body paint store. The Lord said, go up there and get you one. When I got there, I said, how many you got? He said, I got a case of these 90, uh, M190, N, sounds like a tank, N190 or whatever it is, which is a good one. And then I got these cheap ones. I said, I'll take both. If you feel like wearing a mask, then we want you to wear a mask. If you want to social distance and tell somebody, listen, move away from me or I'm going to move away from you. I went into a business, uh, it's the only place I've ever been told to put a mask on. I do not want to offend anybody. I can even get it open. I just love these things. I love it when I got to turn the defaulter on my glasses. I really love it when I take one of those Hall's mints and I put it in there and I just burn my eyes. <laughs> I, had bought a, I had bought a hot water tank. I don't know if you've bought any hot water tanks lately, but they're not cheap. And I was trying to find a, a, a route to, on the little cart, you know, to get it up to pay for it. And this dear... Lady, I'm going to be really kind. She was a worker there, and she had to move out of my way. I mean, come on. I got a big old cart with a heavy thing on it, trying to find a way to get through some little small aisles and everything. And I had my mask just like this. I was trying to breathe. I was trying to recoup, Brother Chris and Brother Nathan, knowing that I was going to have to shell out some money. I don't know about you, but I don't like that, amen. I... And as I went past her, she said, put your mask on. Boy, I'm telling you what, something reared up inside of me. I thought to myself, if you'll just get six feet away from me, we'll both be okay. I looked at her and I said, that's a good idea. I didn't say, are you happy now? I didn't go, <coughs> come on church. It'd be about my, my providence, amen, that I'd do something that would be stupid and she'd show up for church next Sunday. <laughs> and the Lord would say, I told you so. Whatever you feel comfortable in doing, we want you to do that. We had a minister's meeting here, and I was, I was, a, little, and I was a little scared about it. And I thought, Lord, these are your choice servants. If we, if we can't have a meeting with a bunch of preachers, what are we going to do? And I will tell you, we were packed in here like sardines. We were packed in here like, oh, never mind. But not one case... 
came about. Because that, well, anyway, going back to Sister Karen and I, we talked about this and talked about it. And so what we came up with we came up with a brand new way to do communion. You got the, the elements in the back, and then on the top is a little wafer. Brother Larry, come join me. Brother Larry's going to have this on his side. And if you feel careful in taking this for your communion, you take it. I just must warn you that the deacons tried to open them and they're very difficult. <laughs> come up here, Brother Larry. Brother Ed, come join me if you would. Stand right here if you would, Brother Larry. Brother Ed, you take that one there. So to keep with our flow, we're going to give you the option this morning. Traditional, difficult. Brother Ronnie, come join us. Brother Mike, come join us if you would. Would you show appreciation to these men? Ronnie, if you stand over there. have an inheritance church so the resurrection what does it mean it means that Jesus is who he said he was that Jesus can do what he said he could do that Jesus did what he said he would do and on that last supper he had the disciples around him he says, for this I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do you in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, when he had partaken with them. This cup is of the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As Brother Chris plays this morning, I'm going to ask you in the back to come first. Both lines here you can, you can partake and you can partake of whichever one you desire this morning. Thank you, Brother John, for coming and your family. Thank you, Brother... Tim for bringing your family and coming and Marvin and Michelle. The only requirement is, is that your sins are forgiven. And you can just simply say, Lord, forgive me right where I'm at today. 
if you would, Brother Chris. And my God, you alone are so worthy. Lord, you are my Prince of Peace, my healer, my baptizer. Lord, I love you. I adore you, there is none, none like you, my Lord. Oh, Jesus, we worship you, and you alone are our hope. Get ready. Amen. Sing whatever's on your heart. Sing. Lord, we worship in spirit and in truth. bless you today. God bless you so much today. Enjoy this beautiful day with family and friends. Thank you for coming into our service today as we were able to come into your home. May you be blessed.